In today's podcast, a look at the songs relating to General James Wolfe and the background to the Battle of Quebec of the 12th and 13th of September, 1759. A look at the printing history of the songs, sing some samples of the songs, and end on a full performance. Bold General Wolfe to his man did say, Come lads and follow without delay. To yonder mountain that is so high, don't be downhearted, don't be downhearted, for we'll gain the victory. There stands a French on the summit high, while we poor souls in the valley lie. We saw them fall like motes in the sun. Through smoke and fire, through smoke and fire, all from our British guns. The first broadside that the French gave us did wound our general in his left breast. Yonder he lies, for he cannot stand, yet fight on boldly, yet fight on boldly. While I live, I'll have command. That version of Bold General Wolf was noted down by Bob Copper and appears in his book Early to Rise. The capture of Quebec by the British troops under Major General Wolfe opened up the conquest of what was then French Canada and brought it under the control of Britain. The battle stood as a symbol for British fortitude and has been quoted as a significant victory in British military history. It's remembered in several songs that are still sung in the folk clubs. Despite this, there is often confusion just where it stands in history and events surrounding that victory. The event took place as part of an ongoing dispute between Britain and France, known as the Seven Years' War, which lasted from 1756 to 1763. The battlefronts extended through India, Europe and North America. The conquest of Canada and North America by the British is known in America as the French and Indian Wars. In reality, the capture of Quebec represents only a small but key event in a war that has covered vast areas of land spreading from St Lawrence River down to New Orleans. The British decided on a three-pronged attack to the capture of Canada. The first to open up the Great Lakes by an approach from Ohio a route that had been controlled by the French since 1754 after the driving out of the British under Major George Washington, a second along the Mohawk River to capture Montreal in the east, and thirdly to capture and control the St Lawrence River. The St Lawrence campaign took several years to complete with hard fighting on both sides, in difficult weather conditions and major problems for both armies in obtaining supplies. The British troops were led by Major General Geoffrey Amherst, aided by Brigadier General James Wolfe. The British first captured Nova Scotia and, after a long and vicious campaign, in 1758 took Louisbourg on the Cape Breton Islands. Louisbourg controlled the entrance to the St Lawrence River. The army was then subject to a long period of inactivity due to a very severe winter, so they filled in time in attacks on the local settlements and forts, burning crops and terrorising the local inhabitants. 
1759, Amherst was appointed Commander-in-Chief of the American Campaign and took over the plan to attack Montreal, approaching from the lakes. This left James Wolfe in charge of the St. Lawrence arm of the campaign. James Wolfe was born in Westrum, in Kent, on the 2nd of January, 1727. He joined his father's regiment at the age of 14 years, and saw action in Europe. In 1743, he was promoted to lieutenant, and quickly made his way up through the ranks. In 1745, he took part in efforts to subdue the armies of Charles Edward Stuart, that is, Bonnie Prince Charlie, and fought at the Battle of Falkirk in January 1746, and later at the Battle of Culloden. In 1748, James Wolfe was 21 years old. He rejoined the forces in Europe, and was promoted to Major a year later, when he was put in command of Stirling Castle, to be further promoted Lieutenant Colonel of the regiment. Wolfe was sent to North America as a Brigadier General to join Major General Geoffrey Amherst in the siege and capture of Louisbourg. He was 31 years old at the time of the Battle of Quebec. In June 1759, a British fleet of 49 ships and around 140 smaller craft under the command of Admiral Charles Saunders sailed from Louisbourg. This fleet carried over 8,500 British troops led by General James Wolfe. The fleet quickly captured the Isle of Olean, which is an island located in the St. Lawrence River about three miles to the east of Quebec City. On the 31st of July there was an attempt to capture the north side of Montmorency Falls, which are about 12 miles from Quebec City. The falls are at the mouth of the Montmorency River, where it drops over the cliff shore into the St. Lawrence River opposite the western end of Isle de Leon. This failed when General Montcalm successfully repulsed the invading forces. Over 400 troops were killed or wounded. Come each death doing dog, who does venture his neck? Come follow the hero that goes to Quebec. Jump aboard the transports and loose every sail. Pay your debts to the tavern. By giving leg bail, and ye that love fighting shall soon have enough. Wolf commands as me boys will give them hot stuff. Up the river St. Lawrence our troops shall advance. To the Grenadiers march we will teach them to dance. Cape Breton we've taken, and next we will try at the capital to give them another black eye. But Rowlt is in vain, he pretend to look gruff. Those are coming who know how to give you hot stuff. With powder in his periwig and snuff in his nose, Monsieur will run down our descent to oppose, and the Indians will come, but the light infantry will soon oblige them to be taken to a tree. From such rascals as these we fear a rebuff. Advance, grenadiers, and let fly your hot stuff. This song was written by a sergeant of the 47th Regiment of the Grenadiers, named Edward Botwood. He composed the song using the tune Lilies of France, just before the assault fleet left Louisbourg by the Siege of Quebec. Botwood was killed at the Battle of Montmorency on the 31st of July, 1759. A siege was then set up around Quebec, 
while the British command instigated surveys of potential landing places on the cliffs surrounding Quebec. Farms and forts were burned in order to deprive Quebec of supplies and assistance. They also bombarded the city and nearby settlements in order to create terror and chaos and demoralise the citizens. As the siege lengthened and the seasons began to change, Admiral Saunders became concerned that a prolonged siege would trap his fleet once the river began to freeze over. Wolfe decided there was a possible access at a point called Arns au Foulon. This meant capturing the beachhead followed by a 53-foot climb using an arrow path up the cliff face. Contrary to popular lore, on the eve of the battle, Wolfe did not join his troops to sing Why Soldier Why, also known as How Stands the Glass Around, often known as Wolfe's Song. Instead, he was on board HMS Sutherland, spending his time with his old friend Captain John Jervis, who was later to rise to Admiral and distinguish himself at the Battle of Cape St Vincent in February 1797, during the French Revolutionary Wars. Wolfe left the ship at two o'clock in the morning after the signal had been made to start the assault on the cliffs of Quebec. Apparently, he quietly recited a new poem, Elegy in a Country Churchyard, by Thomas Gray, as he sat in the boat that took him to the landing place. He is reputed to have said that he would rather have written the poem and capture Quebec. On Monday evening as we set sail, the wind did blow a pleasant gale. Far to fight the French, it was our intent, through smoke and fire, through smoke and fire. And it was a dark and a gloomy night. Now the French were landed on mountains high, and we poor hearts in the valleys lie. Cheer up, me lads, General Wolf did say, brave lads of honour, brave lads of honour. Old England, she shall win the day. The very first broadside we gave to them, we wounded a hundred and fifty men. Well done, me lads, General Wolfe did say, brave lads of honour, brave lads of honour. Old England, she shall win the day. That tune and words were collected in 1906 by the Hammond Brothers from Sam Gregory of Beaminster in Dorset. The song had previously been printed in 1895 in a garland of country songs edited by Baron Gold. The song was reworked by the Watersons in the 1960s with a more harmonious ring to the tune. It was probably written quite soon after the news and details of the battle and death of Wolfe was reported to London and appeared regularly on the broadside street songs. The song was in traditional circulation well into the 20th century, and remains a folk club favourite. During the early hours of the 13th of September, 4,800 troops were transported to the landing spot at Enns-au-Foulon, 
French-speaking soldiers were sent in to appease and then capture the French sentries, who thought the troop craft was bringing in supplies. The difficulties of the cliff face prevented the use of heavy artillery. They did capture some cannons from the Canadian militia, who were guarding the cliff top. By daylight, the British troops were assembled on the plains of Abraham, outside the city of Quebec. A diversion was created when Saunders' fleet began a bombardment of Beauport, a river town on St. Lawrence River and nearby to Quebec. Montcalm was forced to split his troops, sending half to guard and defend the Beauport area, and the rest, around 4,200 men, marched out of the city to face Wolfe's troops on the plains of Abraham. At 400 metres, the French troops fired on the British force that was lined up too deep. Although this was too far arranged for accuracy, Wolfe, who was dressed distinctly in red, was hit by several musket balls, one in his wrist, another in his groin. He continued to lead the British troops forward, a second volley by the French, and Wolfe was hit in the chest, which proved fatal. The British troops continued to advance, and when they were within 40 metres of the French troops, they opened fire with double-shotted muskets. This caused the French to hesitate, as the local militia, who had had little experience in this sort of battle, died for cover, or deserted their posts. A second volley by the British was followed by a sword and bayonet charge, which routed the French. As they retreated towards the city, Montcalm received a wound that proved fatal. He died the following morning. The battle lasted about 30 minutes, leaving both leaders dying. Wolfe died just as the French were routed. When drawn up in a line, for death preparing, and in each other's face, these two armies staring, where the cannons on both sides did roar like thunder, and youth in all its pride was torn asunder. Where the drums did loudly beat, the colours flying, the purple gore did stream, where men lay dying, and shot from off his horse fell that brave hero. We'll long lament his loss that day in sorrow. The French are seen to break, their colours flying. Bold wolf he seems to wake as he lay dying. And in lifting up his head, where the guns do rattle, unto his arm he said, How goes the battle? His aide de camp replied, It's in our favour. Quebec, in all her pride, there's none can save her. For tis falling in our hands. With all her treasure. Oh, then replied bold wolf, I will die in pleasure. Several versions of this song have been collected in Canada. This version was printed in Ballads and Songs of Newfoundland, collected and edited by Elizabeth Greenleaf and Grace Mansfield in 1933. The British began a siege of Quebec City. And finally, on the 17th of September, 1759, the city of Quebec was forced to surrender. 
The victory opened up the St Lawrence River to the British control. They went on to capture Montreal in 1760, and on signing the Treaty of Paris in 1763 that ended the Seven Years' War, France chose to retain possession of Guadeloupe and relinquish their claim on Canada. By a royal proclamation of 1763, Canada, which had been part of New France, was renamed the Province of Quebec. I'll end this podcast with the song How Stands the Glass Around, also known as Why Soldier Why. Despite the legend that it was written by James Wolfe, it was in fact over 30 years old by the time of the Battle of Quebec. The song first appeared in a ballad opera entitled The Patron or The Statesman's Opera and was performed in a theatre in Haymarket in 1729 and was later used in the play The Siege of Gibraltar. It became a popular song with the army because it sums up the conditions and attitudes of the army of that time. The song is often referred to as Wolf's Song and may well have been sung at the Siege of Quebec. This version is sung by Fantique Roadshow, which was made up of George Critchley, Rob Mullaney and Nick Caffrey. How stands a glass around? For shame ye take no care, me boys. How stands a glass around? Let mirth and wine abound. The trumpets sound, the callers they are blind boys to fight, kill or wound, may we still be found. Come tempt with our hard family boys on the cold, cold ground. Why, soldiers, why? Should we be melancholy boys? Why, soldiers, why? Whose business tis to die? What sighing fie? Damn fear, drink on, be jolly boys, tis he, you or I. Cold heart, wet or dry. We're always bound to follow boys and scorn to fly. Tis but in vain, I mean not to upbraid you boys. Tis but in vain, for soldiers to complain. Should next campaign send us to him who made us boys were free from pain? But should we remain a bottle and kind landlady, cure 